Well, good morning, everyone. My name's J.B. Hickson with NBW Ministries, proclaiming the clear, accurate, and urgent gospel message from my studio beneath the sky nestled in the tall timbers of Colorado. Thank you for joining us today. It is Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. That means it's time for World Events Update with my good friend and colleague, uh, Randy. I'll introduce him here in just a moment. I want to remind you, we've already had some great podcasts this week. Monday, we had uh, Lucas Doremus on, an author, colleague, friend, Bible scholar, uh, we're talking about power, signs, and lying wonders, and already getting some great feedback on that. Worth your time to go back and listen to that uh, roughly 45-minute a podcast from Monday. We're going to have Lucas on again next week to continue the discussion about uh, what is happening in the unseen realm as we see an upsurge in paranormal and uh, parapsychological type activities, uh, just as the Bible said we would. Last night at Prophecy Night, we had a, another great discussion about uh, evil people doing evil things. Uh, there's some pretty bad cats out there, and all under the umbrella of satanic influence, some of them directly influenced by evil spirits, others just doing bad things because they're bad people. But ultimately, it all traces back uh, to the bad guy. You know, ultimately, there's a cosmic struggle between God, the almighty creator of the universe, uh, and Satan his nemesis, his arch enemy, the one who's trying to overthrow God and take over this world and claim it for his own. And Satan has at his disposal a legion of evil spirits of varying ranks and degrees, and they are ratcheting things up in this battle. And so I uh, hope you'll listen to last night's Prophecy Night or watch the video. It's always better to watch the video if you can, because you can see some of the graphics and visuals uh, that I uh, put up. Today, I want to mention a couple of quick verses in preparation for uh, our discussion with Randy. Uh, I love uh, Proverbs 21, verse 12, which reminds us, the righteous God wisely considers the house of the wicked, overthrowing the wicked for their wickedness. You know, last night at Prophecy Night, I began by looking at several passages about evil and, and the wicked. Uh, we did not mention this one, but it would have been a good one to throw into the mix, because the righteous God does, in fact, wisely consider the house of the wicked, and He's overthrowing the wicked in their wickedness. Maybe not on our timetable. Maybe we wish He would act more swiftly as we see uh, just abject evil all around us. But rest assured, God and His sovereign plan of the ages will one day cast into the lake of fire all those who are uh, putting forth evil, attacking innocent people, working at the behest of Satan for this Luciferian conspiracy uh, to try to overthrow uh, the world, really, uh, God's world. Now, the whole world is under the sway of the wicked one, as we talked about uh, last night. And of course, even for these wicked people, it's never too late to place your faith in Jesus Christ and Him alone as the only one that can forgive sin and uh, give eternal life. You know, as wicked as these people are, the ground is always level at the foot of the cross, and there but by the grace of God go I. So we want to resist the urge to think that anyone is unsavable, unredeemable. Uh, think about the Apostle Paul. Uh, who was a very wicked man in the first century. Uh, his name was Saul before he met the Lord, and his name was changed to Paul. But he was out murdering Christians, dragging them from their homes, just uh, uh, hated Christ, hated Christianity, and yet the grace of God was sufficient, the almighty, amazing, matchless grace as he met the Lord on the road to Damascus. So we never want to forget to pray for all of these evil Luciferian co-conspirators that are working with Satan uh, to try to overthrow the world, because perhaps the Spirit of God will break through and they'll come to faith. But we want to remember that, uh, you know, those who follow righteousness and mercy will find life and righteousness and honor. And then we also want to remember one more verse here. Uh, this is Proverbs 21, verse 30. There is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. You know, as Randy and I talk each week, and indeed throughout the week, uh, we find that many people are reaching out to both him and me, uh, just sort of at their wit's end wondering why. That's probably the biggest question. Why is this happening? When will it end? Where is this leading? Why, why, why? And I just want to remind folks that uh, this is where faith comes in. You know, we don't have the mind of God. Uh, there is no wisdom or understanding or counsel against the Lord. He knows what he's doing. Certainly, if you and I were in charge, we might kind of hasten the end times and say enough's enough, and we may bring an end to it all and, and bring judgment upon these evildoers. But God has his reasons, and 
The Christian life is all about faith, trusting Him, uh, no matter what uh, goes on. So I hope if you're listening today, first of all, you've made that initial moment of trust in the Lord for salvation by trusting in Jesus Christ, the Son of God who died and rose again to pay your personal penalty for sin. And if you've already done that, then you're a Christian. And if you're a Christian today, you'll be a Christian tomorrow. Nothing can change that. We're not saved by works. We're not sustained by works. We don't have to do good works to prove anything to God. It's all by grace. And yet, the same way we are saved by faith is the same way we live. We walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5, 7. So I hope you're doing that today. Lots of things that I can't wait to talk to Randy about in the news. Uh, I'm sure everyone was absolutely thrilled to hear that Hunter Biden was recently arrested. Whew, man, I'm glad to know that he finally got justice, right? Uh, hardly. It's all uh, smoke and mirrors. It's all for show. As I said last night in our Q&A time, by the way, we had more than 30 minutes of Q&A at the end uh, last night, and I was able to answer many, many of the questions that I have gotten by email. So if you have an outstanding email that you've been waiting on me to reply to, make sure you listen to all the way to the end of last night's Prophecy Night, because chances are I answered it last night. I just ticked them off one right after the other and answered a lot of questions. Because of the uh, a personal uh, sort of crisis we've been having around our office and our house with the flooding, our basement flooded twice last week, uh, flooded <laughs> once. We managed to get most of the water out, ripped out all the carpet, and then two days later, another deluge, and it flooded again. So we've been knee-deep in water and shop vacs and uh, you know sump pumps and all of that for the last couple of weeks. And then the attacks continued this week as we lost uh, our fiber optic cable in the midst of doing some excavating uh, with some contractors to try and uh, help resolve some of this flooding issue. They cut our fiber optic cable, so we were without internet uh, for a, a full 24 hours or so uh, on um, Tuesday. But uh, all that to say, uh, Monday and Tuesday, all that to say, uh, we were behind. We are behind on email, so I just uh, took time last night to answer a bunch of them. Um, but you know, if you if you have a question that you're waiting on, be sure and uh, listen to that uh, last night. But you know, if you think, and this is what I mentioned last night, that uh, all of these uh, co-conspirators of Satan, you know, the ones that are working with the Luciferian cabal, <clears throat> the human counterparts, the human accomplices, if you think that they're going to somehow be rounded up by the white hats and carted off to Gitmo and put in prison, I wouldn't hold your breath. I, I know enough about the Luciferian conspiracy that I've been studying for now 17 years to know that that's not going to happen. The justice system is completely controlled. The court systems are controlled. Grand juries are controlled by and large. And it's very difficult for the truly evil people to see justice. Uh, so uh, we want to hear what Randy has to say about Hunter about uh, lots of other news items that are going on. And one quick reminder before I bring him on, don't forget, you know, we are just here providing commentary and our opinions about news items as we relate all of that to God's Word, the Bible, and to end times Bible prophecy. We are not perfect. We are not inspired in terms of by the Holy Spirit. We're not giving new revelation that is on par with the Bible. We're just simply doing our best to provide studied opinions. We encourage you to check everything out for yourself, do the research. Um, uh, I, I can tell you, for, for one, I, I love world, world Events uh, Update each week because I love just kind of being caught up on the news. You know, Randy does a great job keeping his finger on the pulse. I don't have the time necessarily to, to watch everything as closely as I would like. So at least once a week, I'm able to go, ah, I didn't know that happened, or oh, that's interesting. And then I can kind of piece together the details. So Randy, can't wait to, to dive in today. Welcome back to the program. How you doing? You have a good week? Yes, I've had a much better week than you have. <laughs> well, <laughs> well that's, not, that's not saying much. But you know, truly, it is interesting that uh, you know, God's been showing us that people have a lot worse crosses to bear. I mean, you know, we had some flooding, and yeah, it, it messed up the house and so forth. But boy, people are dealing with life-threatening diseases, with attacks. People in other parts of the world are being persecuted for their faith. So praise God. God is faithful. God is good. But I am glad to know that you had a better week than I did. Yes. Yes. Well, I don't think yours would be hard to beat, to be honest with you. But, um, you know, it's interesting you bring up the Internet thing. Because in beautiful Northwest Alaska, a few days ago, they had an undersea cable cut. Now, this wiped out the cellular, the cable, and everything to several different towns and villages. And the reason the government is giving is because ice cut the cable. Hmm. Now, when you have the cable submerged under the ocean floor, 
I didn't know ice went quite that deep. So I'm thinking, you know, it's 700 to 1,000 feet. There's no ice there. So we know that the Russians and the Chinese have been messing around in there with their ships and their subs. So I'll just let everybody's mind wander as to how that actually got cut. Yeah, especially with global warming. I mean, it's, it's supposed to not be freezing. It's supposed to all be melting. That's right. <laughs> you know, it, it eerily is similar to what happened to Taiwan about two months ago when the same thing happened to them. Now, for this, these little villages in um, Alaska, it's going to take six to eight weeks to repair. So if we would imagine this happening to the grid in the United States, um, easy to see why we'd be clueless. No repairs would take place. And since we get the big transformers from China, I'm sure they'd be more than glad to have Mr. Blinken go back and beg for a couple hundred <laughs> of them. So anyway, I don't think we accomplished much with our little trip over to China except he could maybe tell him he's sorry and they're going to try to do better in the future because when the Chinese, if you look at the photos taken with Xi and Mr. Blinken, Xi never smiles, doesn't shake his his hand warmly, and basically looks at him like, okay, your time is up, please leave. Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't get a military agreement out of this meeting, so we don't have communications set up between the militaries at this time. No economic news, good news for us. And basically what we were told is Taiwan is off limits. Now, Blinken says that it's not our desire to, you know, have an independent Taiwan, yet we snuck in 200 troops there the last week. Now, I don't know who thinks who is stupid here, but when you're putting troops there, the United States Navy is there every week. Um, There's a lot more going on than what we know. Remember that Warren Buffett dumped all of his stock in Taiwan, all of his chips, semiconductors, everything else, and he's transferred that money now to Japan. So it looks to me like Mr. Buffett, being a member of the WEF and that cabal that we love so much, must know something we don't know. Mm. So if you're going to invest in Taiwan, I'd, I'd be careful. I'm... Like we're not financial advisors or anything else, but when you see the writing on the wall, you understand what the writing says. Mm-hmm. Now, these people that I use as sources, resources, et cetera, they like to screw with me. So what they do is they usually send me the good stuff about 20 minutes before we go on. Now, this is hot off the press, and it's just basically um, will corroborate what we've said before. But here is what this note says. Okay, and this is this is factual information so it'll help with some of the jargon and some of the ideas that are being floated by the government okay if you hear the word uap it is man-made ufos are not man-made so if they're up there the military talking about uaps they know what they are Hmm. they're just not letting us know so okay. let me let me follow up question on that one. So are these sources saying that they're man-made by perhaps like an enemy nation or a hostile you know enemy of ours, say China or Russia, or what do they mean, or did they tell you? Or by our own military, possibly. You know, the the Luciferians are behind it. Yeah, they're probably financing a lot of it. But you notice that they're always very careful when the generals get up and they're talking, saying UAPs instead of UFOs. And I've often wondered, what's the difference? Well, this is the difference. Yeah, so, so now we have a clue. For our listeners, uh, obviously everybody knows UFO is the longstanding term for unidentified flying objects. But uh, back uh, several years ago when the government admitted that they have a task force, and for a long time it was a black budget task force that was secret, uh, studying uh, these things, they called them UAPs, which at that time stood for Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, uh, and it was called the UAP Task Force. Recently, within the last year or so, They've changed the name for it. I don't have it right in front of me, but I've talked about it previously. Uh, and and now they still use the same acronym, but UAP, instead of Unidentified Aerial Phenomena, now stands for Unidentified Anomalous 
phenomena, uh, anomalous being a broader term, they say, so that it encompasses not just aerial uh, phenomena, but uh, submersible phenomena and things like that. So that's the official terminology for that acronym. Uh, but your sources are saying that within that scientific community and government community that's uh, dealing with all of this, they have taken to using UAP when they uh, feel like what they're dealing with is man-made? Correct. Hmm. And it's interesting because he says the Lucifer Luciferians are the ones that control the actual UAP. So hmm. who's ever maneuvering them, whatever. So now if we go back, we've talked before on the podcast about Werner von Braun coming from the Nazis after World War II being in charge of our space program. Well, he started this stuff back in the 30s, and it's just been a progression ever since then. But now, to go on, what I'm told is the deep state, which are the Luciferians, the politicians, etc., know that their control is slipping and this stuff is coming out. So he says, watch in the next few weeks or months, you're going to start seeing aircraft shot down by them. Hmm. So, and... Um, I mean, he makes that pretty pretty specific. They're going to start taking out aircraft to um, maintain control. In other words, uh, their this source is saying that these aerial phenomena could shoot down actual aircraft, military aircraft that go to pursue military uh and okay and so the goal there would be to instill fear to continue to build up the hype that we're facing a threat from some you know alien group which is you know that continues to be the narrative in fact wasn't it the u.s space force commander that commented that he believes there's a mothership hovering off the atmosphere yes. somewhere <clears throat> so they're continuing Elon to, Musk, yes yeah and <clears throat> musk has said the same thing so they're continuing to hype this so your source is saying be on the lookout because that might be the next phase where they start engaging our aircraft. Boy, I hope they don't, you know, do a false flag where they shoot down a, a commercial aircraft. I mean, we know they've talked about doing that before as a means to an end, a classic false flag, Operation Northwoods during the Kennedy administration. Yes. Um, uh, and so that, who knows? But uh, that's very interesting that that he said be on the lookout for that. Yeah, because uh, <clears throat> he says Congress knows about it because they've been briefed for six months that it's going to start happening. So they're complicit in it like they are in everything else. So he goes on to say that um, we talked, I think, two months ago about Eisenhower having that little meeting with aliens back during his administration. He all of a sudden left the golf course, was gone for hours and came back. This is what he says about that. That occurred, and basically they were going to exchange technology with us, and we would let people disappear without an investigation. Now, you have to, he's not expounding on that, so you're going to have to let your mind wander. But when there's 800,000 children in America missing every year, you have to think that is probably part of this. So what they're using them for, well, we'll let Mel Gibson discuss that in his documentary, which I think comes out next week, I believe. So, okay, so they vanish. There's no investigation, and that fits perfectly with the migrant children that have come over the border and with all of the children that have pretty much um, disappeared over the years. Um, and let's, says, let's clarify, too. Sorry to interrupt, but let's clarify, too, oh. just to be precise. Uh there is a difference between disappeared and unaccounted for. We believe, and I believe, as I talked about last night, we talked a lot about satanic ritual abuse, the child sex trafficking, things like that last night. Uh, pretty tough stuff to, to, to you know, uh, think about, but it's a reality. But with the migrant workers, what they're officially saying is they're unaccounted for, that they kind of came in and they got into the system and got placed in places and we don't know where they are. Now, we know from the, the history of government-run uh, child sex trafficking uh, uh, escapades, that there's probably a, a good chance that many of those 
are just not unaccounted for. They actually have disappeared uh, in that sense. Yes. But let's just clarify. <clears throat> but then in addition to the ones that are unaccounted for, it's widely known from researchers like David Polites and, and many others um, and other documentaries that are out there that there is a strange disappearance happening uh, with with particularly children uh, that that is, un, you know, unexplainable. Yes. And he said the last thing, basically, Project Bluebeam is in full force, but it's called something else. He said, look up Project Invisibility. And then basically look at what HARP is doing right now. And then, of course, he quits, so I don't have any more. But we'll find out for next week what else he was talking about. But Matt, thank you very much. He's been working on that for me for months because there's a correlation between all of this going back to Nikola Tesla. And it's it's the biggest interwoven mess I've ever seen in my life. But yeah, that that work. that project invisibility, I, I've researched that. It didn't make it into my paranormal section of volume two, but it's really fascinating. It, it emanates from Philadelphia uh, back in, I think, World War II, uh, 40s. Yeah, it would have been yeah, the, the 1940s. Mm -hmm. But yeah, folks yes. should, should look into that. I mean, the as we as I talked about Monday with uh, Lucas Doremus, you know, this in the satanic realm, they can do things that defy time, space, and matter. No question about it. Uh, just look at you know the examples we have in Scripture of evil magicians and sorcerers uh, and diviners that are you know doing things that like causing you know te teleportation, teleportation uh, levitation, things like that. So. Yeah, I don't. You know, if you hear things like Project Invisibility and cloaking, and you think, "Oh, that's just the stuff of sci-fi movies," well, you better look again. Yeah, the thing is, this entire realm and subject just kind of gives me the creeps <laughs> because that means this stuff is taking place right under our nose, and we have no idea. And it's just, it's just hard to believe how vast this must be well if it gives you the creeps randy all i can say is turnabout's fair play because i think you give a lot of people the creeps so just with the stuff that you cover <laughs> every you time we, every time we go to church people are come up to me did you hear what randy said so hey good for you <laughs> yeah well all i gotta say is i don't make this stuff up you can research it and find it well you can't find that stuff but <clears throat> and nobody's going to find this in about two minutes but anyway <laughs> All right, so let's go to the world events. Australia, they have decided they want to provide a vaccine for cattle, mRNA vaccine, of course, to cure lumpy skin disease. Now, I don't know about you, but I've, I've never seen, I grew up on a farm. I didn't know what it was until I looked it up and I'm going, is this a big problem? It affects the skin, gives them little lumps and... So what they're doing, they're going to use MRA. That means they're going to go ahead and start <laughs> getting ready <laughs> for the uh, next pandemic. Let's put it like that. Hmm. So that's coming to uh, avian bird flu and the tuberculosis are the two front runners. Marburg virus has taken a definite step back. So we'll see in a couple of months because I'm sure it'll be here. Um, in Kansas last week, Somebody decided they would send out 100 envelopes with white powder in them, and it went to the government officials and the police, et cetera, down there. Now, if we all go back to when, when was this anthrax stuff? That was back around 2000, wasn't no, it? 2001. It was right after 9-11. Right after 9-11. Yeah. Right so now it comes from Kansas, and I think if they really look, and they will, they'll find out it comes from Topeka. Now, I'm pretty sure I know where it's coming from because there's an organization down there that portrays themselves as a church, but they're about the most unchurchly type people ever. So without mentioning any names until it comes out in the investigation, if it comes from Topeka, the Kansas City area, don't be surprised. We can go into that a lot more in the future. Now, speaking of criminals, we have Hunter Biden finally admitting to income tax evasion and uh, illegal use of a weapon. Probably won't get anything but probation or a fine or whatever. But it makes me wonder, okay, so he pled on this, and now we still have the mess with him and his father and the rest of the family as far as the Chinese payments. Now, how does that affect that investigation? Are they going to try to let that investigation die now that they finally had him admit something. 
uh, or is it going to pursue our president? I don't think they're going to let it go. But as we've mentioned before, I don't know that they would ever get impeachment proceedings against Biden. They may institute it in the representatives. The Senate would never pass it. So basically, he'll get a free pass, just like Trump did and Clinton did, et cetera. But yeah, the, the Fox News uh, propaganda machine is uh, headlining tonight, uh, this morning, uh, how there's a potential third party candidate, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, uh, and how that might play into the 2024 election might hurt Biden. I tell you, it's going to be really interesting to see how this political theater plays out. And that's all it is. Remember, we have selections, not elections, but it makes for really entertaining theater to think about the different candidates and so forth. It's like watching a wrestling match. You know, you cheer for your guy, but you know that it's predetermined and all fake. Uh, but uh, I don't know what they're doing. I, I just, we're too far out to even begin to to do much speculating. But, you know, you've got the Trump factor, you've got the Biden factor, you've got uh, you know, chatter out there about how he shouldn't really run again because of his mental uh, ability uh, and state. Then you've got this talk today about a third party candidate. Of course, the Republican side already has, what, seven or eight different candidates that have thrown their hats in the ring. So uh, th this could be uh, and I'll go ahead and make this prediction. This could be, from a conventional standpoint, the biggest circus-type uh, presidential election, if the Lord doesn't come back before then, that we've ever seen. I mean, I know 2016 was quite bizarre with 17 Republican candidates and Trump, uh, the dark horse, uh, again, thinking conventionally here, uh, candidate rising to the fore at the end. It was That was the plan all along, though. Um, but I tell you what, and then, of course, 2020 with the rigged election and uh, Biden, of all people, somehow defeating the very popular Trump. At least that's what they tell you happened. We know that's not true. Um, but I think this next one, it's shaping up to be something really, really weird. I, I, I can't put my finger on it, but I've learned to discern the mainstream news and different reports are coming in from different places and they're all sort of steering things towards something happening uh, that's a little uh, unusual in 2024. Well, I think it's going to be bizarre. Um, I mean, Crooked Joe, he's got to go. We know yeah. that. He's incompetent. He can't walk across the stage. He's now saying, God save the queen after his speeches. <laughs> I saw that. Ready? you got to think he's unhinged for crying out loud. But then we have Kamala Harris, who is a Mensa student right there behind him. Yeah. So if he goes, we get her. And I'm trying to think, worst case scenario, which is the worst. But then let's look at Trump. Trump is not innocent of anything. I mean, anybody that plays with the classified documents that just is basically still tweeting and still messing with people, He's not the candidate we want. I mean, the guy's 70 plus years old. Um, they're going to have the trial right before the election and before some of the uh, stuff starts. And it's kind of like, OK, so who's coming out of the dark they're going to end up with? I'm with you. It's going to be a zoo. It's going to be a circus. But not my circus, not my monkeys. Yeah. Except somebody here has got to lead the country if we're still here. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. But I mean... Yeah. Poor Joe, the guy doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah, God save the queen. I, I just laughed so hard when I saw that. It reminds me, you know, my my uh, granddaughter, three years old, you know, she'll sometimes just say some of the most profound things and you go, where did she hear that? You know, it's like she's just talking like an adult and making, you know, you know, really, you know, interesting comments. And so when I heard that, I wondered, he's like a three-year-old just repeating something he heard. It popped into his mind, so he said it, but it has no context. It makes no sense. It's inappropriate. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I think uh, as far as the Trump uh, arrest, uh, you know, a lot of times people will say, you know, do they do, do I think they have enough uh, on him to, you know, get a conviction and all this? It doesn't matter. It's not whether they have enough to get a conviction if the powers that be want him to be convicted, he will be convicted. There is no justice in the criminal justice system anymore. I mean, at certain levels in certain pl places, sure, yeah, you can have a good, solid constitutional judge who's going to hopefully uh, rule fa <clears throat> fairly. But at the ma at the major level, especially with something like this at the federal level, 
it's all controlled. So it's not about, you know, who makes the better case. Does do his defense attorneys win? Do the prosecutors win? It's whatever they want to happen. That's what's going to happen. And if they're wanting to hype things up by uh, causing him to be convicted and cause uh, all of the, you know, the, the, his supporters to riot and, and, and cause a civil war, maybe that's what they're going to do, but uh, it's never about what it's about. Don't forget that. Exactly. And then, you know, then we look at the Chinese. Now, if you remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, the Russians are moving in uh, missiles and we just about got into a war. But now China has had a base in Cuba for three years. They're building it up. They're increasing their military presence. They're increasing their embassy staff. Now, why isn't that important? That barely makes the news. Would it be because the Chinese have some influence on Mr. Biden? In about five or 10 million different reasons. I, I don't know, but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff going on. We don't know, but I tell you what, everybody needs to be prepared because when it hits the fan, there isn't going to be any time left at all. Now, back to the Chinese. They have $859 billion worth of treasuries left, down from $1.2 trillion. Hong Kong has $226 billion in treasuries. Now, what I'm afraid they're going to do is they're going to dump it. If they dump that onto the market and just take whatever they can get for it, and we can't sell the $1.2 trillion in treasuries that we need for that debt ceiling, then we're going to hit a depression now. Mm. They're going to, the federal government will be so desperate, they will need to either nationalize the banks and some of those things take our property or whatever, but it's getting desperate. And I think we're going to see what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks as far as that goes. I mean, the only country larger than China as far as investments in the United States is Japan. And you got to wonder if they're not wondering why, why they're holding all this stuff that's basically worthless anymore. Um, I don't know. I don't trust the Chinese. I think they've got all the leverage they want. And when they want to drop the hammer, we're basically done. And I don't worry about Russia here as much because I think Russia, the way it is right now, they're in a skirmish with the Ukraine, but they're destroying the Ukraine. If the NATO and the United States countries quit supplying all of the arms and money to Ukraine, it'll be over in a heartbeat. Um, if they ever go nuclear, I would say London or somewhere in Great Britain is going to get the first one hmm. because the Russians have determined that the uh, attacks into Russian territory were by American and British arms, tanks, uh, armored personnel carriers, etc. And we're putting all the money in there. I don't think Russia wants any kind of a war with us because they're smart. But with Great Britain, that'd be a blip on the screen. They could wipe out Great Britain in seven minutes and they wouldn't know what hit them. And I don't think Biden would retaliate. I really yeah. don't. But you we'll know, see. Speaking of China and Russia, you know, what worries me, and I don't mean worry in the sense of I know we shouldn't worry, but what I what I think about is this Luciferian conspiracy is not monolithic, as I've said many times. It's not like there's one or two people at the top pulling streams and strings and whatever they want to happen happens. Uh, there are there is a complex uh, set of circumstances and uh, people involved and personalities involved. And if any one of them decides to go rogue uh, because of personal grievances against other co-conspirators, because of some fight or that they had in a back room or just revenge or just their pride wells up, I mean, this Luciferian plan might not go uh, the way they the 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 top tier Luciferians want. That's the reason, by the way, from a human perspective, that they haven't rolled out the New World Order yet. They've had multiple benchmarks along the way where they've expected to roll that out. As I've talked about in the early 20th century with, with the provocateur World War One and the League of Nations that came out of it, that was their time. Didn't happen. Uh, with the provocateur World War, World War II and the United Nations that came out of it, that was their time. Didn't happen. Now, ultimately, we know God's the one in charge of the timetable, but from a human perspective, they've been desperately trying uh, for 6,000 years, really, to take over this world. And so, uh, you know, the, because of the infighting and the competing agendas, you know, they haven't been able to do it. So what I worry about is someone like a Putin or like, you know, the uh, leader of China, um, uh, you know, they just decide to go rogue 
And no matter what the big picture plan is, they say, I don't think so. We can take this world for ourselves, they might think. Uh, and speaking of Putin, I, I, someone emailed me some time ago mentioning that in the one of our previous world events updates, we talked about uh, how Putin had either been shot or poisoned, or there was some speculation out there that he might not even still be alive. Uh, obviously, that proved to not be the case. But what, what are you hearing about that? Well, there have been 43 attempts against his life. None of them successful. Now, we were told he had cancer, <clears throat> that he had uh, Parkinson's and all this other stuff, but he sure looks healthy to me. He is in control. I think the Wagner group has given him some headaches. So he basically is just assimilating them back into the Russian army. And now the Chechens are doing a lot of the fighting on the front. But you notice that Putin holds back between 700,000 and a million troops. They're not engaged. They're not fighting at all. They're just sitting there waiting. Well, with the troops that he now has engaged against the Ukrainians, it's more than enough. There will not be long before he destroys it. So my question is, what is that other million troops doing there? It takes a lot of money to sustain that, a lot of money to train them. And so is he getting ready to do the Gog Magog thing? and just waiting for the Ukraine to be moved out of the way so that he can go to the west and to the east? Or what is he doing? Now, I've said before, Putin is a lot smarter than what people give him credit for. You don't get to be the head of the Russian Federation by being a moron. He maybe works in the United States because yeah. of elections, but it doesn't work there. So I know he's got an ulterior plan. The Russian economy is booming on all cylinders. His military, they need more drones, they need more rockets, but they're firing off 60,000 a day. How do you keep up with that? Now, the Egyptians were caught trying to ship 40,000 rockets to Putin. I don't know if they got it accomplished or not, but Iran is setting up a manufacturing facility in Russia to provide that. North Korea, China are all supplying Russia with what they need. There's another plan. Ukraine is a... Uh, it's not a false flag because they had to remove it and neutralize it. But something's going to happen where he, Putin thinks he's justified in taking it a lot further than where it is, and he'll make his move. So I think we're going to see that soon because he said Ukraine is over in August. And for all intents and purposes, they're over now. So it could very easily be. But to your point about the Luciferians, what a mixed match mess it is. All right, we have the BRICS nations. We all know who they are. They are basically Brazil, Russia, India, China, South America. Saudi Arabia is going to be joining, and Mexico wants South, to join South, us. South Africa. South Africa and Saudi Arabia yeah. wants to join, and Mexico wants to. Now, in the last week, we now have Iran getting a bunch of central banks to join with them. And they're basically called the ACU, the Asian Clearing Union. They're going to use a different clearinghouse besides SWIFT, which is what everybody in the world uses as a clearinghouse for different currencies to figure out what each one is made or what each one is worth before payments are made to the respective parties. But the Iranians are going to use SEPAM. S-E-P-A-M, and I don't remember exactly what that stands for, but the countries that are joining them are Bangladesh, Bhutan, India, Iran, the Maldives, Myanmar, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, and Nepal. And basically, that's a lot of population right there. Not exactly the wealthiest nations, but they're going to be competing with BRICS, and with the dollar and with the euro. And so they just keep eating away at the um, American dollar as far as being the chosen currency for the world. Um, the interesting thing about Iran and this group, and they start this next month, they're backing their currencies in gold also, just like the BRICS nations are. Now, of course, we don't because we probably don't have any left. And um, it's really interesting that Russia and Iran and all these nations are, are I think what they're going to do is start and then merge, because I don't think they're big enough separately to take over. 
But when you get all of these nations and then you get the African nations we talked about last week that said, we'll pay for American supplies with American dollars, but we want to use our own currency for locally purchased items. You see that the uh, days of hegemony for the United States are over. The U.S. Yeah. dollar is going downhill and it's just not going to be that long until it's worthless. Fed now starts in 14 days. It's interesting. Nobody said anything about the number we're going to have to use or purported to use or any details have come out yet. So it makes you wonder if there's some hesitation going on there or if they're trying to make, I don't know, different allies to work with them. I don't know what they're yeah. doing. Yeah, my my take on the Fed now is remember that's the uh, sort of the commercial uh, back end side of what will eventually be the 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 rail system, so to speak, the, the transportation system for uh, the digital currency, the uh, the CBDCs. So it doesn't surprise me at all that we we haven't trickled down to the point where individual consumers are being given uh, tracking IDs. That's not necessary for Fed now to roll out. Fed now is just the technology behind it. Uh, and it's going to start at the banking level, at the commercial banks, so that banks can instantaneously transfer funds between them. But it it was necessary to be in place before the CBDCs and any type of global digital currency can can be rolled out. But I've said all along, I don't think that in America that's going to be rolled out as quickly as it is in other places. It'll be rolled out to be sure. And if the Lord doesn't come back soon, it'll be a, a factor for all of us. And, and as I've said, we'll have to make some hard decisions to try uh, to avoid it. You don't want to sign on to that digital ID. But I, I never expected you know, July 1 for us to be dealing with, at the consumer level with the realities of FedNow. That's just my understanding of it. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, that's their rollout date, but they haven't updated it. So you never know. If we don't develop a crisis here monetarily, it could take longer. If we develop a crisis, they may move in and just shove in what they've got. But the Asian nations, and basically that is the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, and that's Brunei, Philippines, Cambodia, Myanmar, Indonesia, Singapore, Laos, Thailand, Malaysia, Vietnam. They are all dumping their G7 currencies. Hmm. So the euro, the pound sterling, the dollar, they're dumping it. They're going to use their own. So you couple that with BRICS, and we're talking half of the world population. And as far as the wealth involved, I don't have any idea what that total would be. But our reserve currency status is in danger. Mm. And I think we're probably going to lose that in the next few months because BRICS meets two weeks or three weeks, the um, African nations. And the others, the Iranians, want to have theirs in effect in two weeks to a month. So it's all coming to head very quickly. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what the world's going to look like when all of this happens. I mean, our dollar isn't worth anything now, but it's going to be worth less. So if you want to buy some, you want to go on a vacation, I'd do it now. Yeah. So let's shift gears for a second. And this may be on your agenda already, but I'm really curious if you've heard any uh, I, any news items related to this uh, Titanic submersible uh, that is sounds like a pretty tragic situation, uh, and uh, we we know the mainstream news reports. But you know, as I've said many times, you know, I, I never take anything at face value. It's never about what it's about, and so I'm always sort of asking. What else could be going on there? But uh, if folks haven't heard, of course, you've got this uh, little submersible uh, a pod, if you will, that uh, I think there's five people on board, uh, including uh, Stockton Rush, who's the CEO of this group, that basically you pay a certain amount of money and you can travel down and take a firsthand look at the Titanic through this, this window. Well, this uh, pod has has gone missing and they're searching for it. Uh, mainstream news says as of today, there's basically 24 hours of air left. It's just a tragic uh, situation. But, you know, when things like that happen and, and this, you know, this should be your normal uh, visceral response if you understand the Luciferian conspiracy, because nine times out of 10, it's something else is going on. Could it be just a regular tragedy that, you know, is just a horrific thing to think about that this thing, something went mechanically wrong and, and these uh, 
poor folks are trapped, you know, absolutely. And we should pray for them either way. But these types of things often make me think, what else could be going on? Have you heard anything? Well, basically what I've heard. Now, let's get everybody stirred up here. Everybody thinks the Titanic hit an iceberg. I'm going to tell you right now, that is not actually what happened. Absolutely now, not. Yeah. Yeah. Let me I just <laughs> let me okay, echo that, you know, totally do your own research on that. I've talked about it before. There's a whole nother side of that story. Like so many things in the mainstream narrative, the official story of the Titanic is completely false. Yes. So, you know, I, I hate to ruin history as we know it, but history as we know it is a facade. There is so little fact in it. You know, you just can't believe it. But the little sub, okay, it holds five people, weighs 23,000 pounds, travels two and a half miles deep, and each of the people on there had to pay $250,000 per seat to go. So the billionaire and his son dropped a half a million dollars to get their two seats on there. Now, this little submersible or sub, whatever, it has no navigation system. It runs off of text messages from the ship above it. So it is, it's lost in there wherever. No navigation, no way to communicate. So you consider the currents in the ocean. I mean, this thing could be a hundred miles from where they think it is. Mm. Supposedly one of the Canadian um, spire craft, as I call them, has heard thumping sounds and they think that might be where it's from. So they're moving their operations over to that area, which I don't know how far it is, but it's quite a distance. But it always makes me wonder because we know the Titanic story is baloney. You know, are there things down there they don't want known? Are there operations being done there they didn't want discovered? Or did this thing, in fact, just implode or go awry? There's no way to know. Yeah, and never take it at face value. Never take it at face value. That's exactly right. And and it may not be about anything related to the false narrative of the Titanic itself. itself. It could be that there are things en route to that wreckage or uh, unrelated to that that kind of popped up during this ex expedition uh, for these tourists or whoever they are uh, that somehow, you know, they don't want to see the light of day. But, you know, I'm reminded of the Leo Tolstoy uh, quote. I think I give it in volume one of Spirit of the Antichrist when he said, history would be a wonderful thing if only it were true. And and that's what people need to keep in mind about a lot of these historical narratives. But uh, there have been some documentaries out there about the, the, the true story of the Titanic, lots of books written. Just take the time to look at it. Fascinating story. It wasn't uh, it didn't go down the way they thought it did. There, it was about money and power and and other uh, things. But uh, yeah, I, I just it just makes you wonder. But uh, let's pray that whatever's going on, these uh, people aren't casualties of some other nefarious agenda. That somehow they are uh, they are rescued. And one point everybody should remember: all the deep sea diving with the bathospheres, bathoscaps, all of this stuff. There has never been a fatality or a serious injury up to this time. And they've been using these for, what, 30, 40 years? So it's really strange that it would happen here and now. But yeah. like I said, it could be normal. It could be natural causes. But yeah. I don't believe there's any such thing anymore. I don't. I think that's from working with you. I am just <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> well, glad I could be of service and, and completely cause you to doubt everything. Uh, but, uh, well, what else have you got as we as we get ready to wrap up? Any any other uh, news items that are worth uh, mentioning? Yes. One little tidbit in our little story that we were talking about UFOs, UAPs. There's also a blurb in there that I didn't have time to read. But he said to expect tanks and troops being just basically dispatched to different parts of the country. And if, and the reason I, this is important, if we look at um, California last week, they had Osprey helicopters landing right in the middle of town. There are tanks and troops traveling down the highway in Idaho Falls. In Philadelphia, there were armored personnel carriers. There were convoys of trucks traveling through town. And then there were B-2 bombers going up the coastline around Florida. So when he mentions what could be taking place, 
I would say, is this the beginning? Are those, I mean, who drives a tank down a city street? You're going to chew it up and make it a mess. And there's got to be some unfreezing event that precipitates it. It's not going to come out of nowhere. There's got to be some reason for it. Uh, And so that's what I look for next is some type of, uh, of, 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 you know, crisis that in the minds of the powers that be justifies martial law type activity, right? Yes. And next week being July 4th, what a perfect time to have it happen. Yeah. Wow. Well, by so, the way, I, I looked up uh, the, the Philadelphia experiment that we referenced earlier. And uh, I, I sometimes I even amaze myself at the things that are deep in the recesses of my mind that I haven't even looked at for years. And somehow it pops into my mind. So it was, in fact, October 28th, 1943. I had said I thought it was in the 40s, World War II era. Uh, of course, I'm looking at I a Wikipedia page that says, uh, and this should, of course, settle it for us. The U.S. Navy maintains that no such experiment was ever conducted and the details of the story contradict well-established facts, blah, blah, blah. So that settles it. It really didn't happen. You don't really need to look into it. But actually, whenever the official story claims that the government guarantees you it didn't happen, that right there is reason enough to look into it because it did happen. So anyway, uh, any closing thoughts, Randy? Well, I think in the next week or two, you're going to see photographs of UAPs, UFOs, whatever, coming out of mountains and mesas, going into them and in and out of the ocean at 1,600 to 2,000 miles an hour. Mm. Now, I've heard that's coming, so it's supposed to be out here in a week or so. So that'll give us something to look forward to next week, because then it's like, how does that happen? Mm. I want to see how the government backpedals and starts talking about that. That should be really interesting because when they get up and talk, how do you know they're lying? Their lips are moving. Discount (laughs) everything they say. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, every time they type on their keyboard, lies appear on their computer. So, um, well, I tell you, um, you know, I still struggle. I know your source said UAP when they use that, they're referring to man-made things. I still struggle with that a little bit because so much of the evidence that we've seen is unexplainable and 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 clearly seems to be dimensional and uh, demonic in nature. But uh, time will tell. Well, Randy, thank you so much. As always, great stuff today. You've given me a lot to think about. I'm going to go back and review some of the uh, things that we uh, that we touched on today. But folks, uh, just remember, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. These are not uh, times to be afraid. God has not given us a spirit of fear. The Luciferians uh, love to use fear as a motivator. Uh, fear can make you do things you wouldn't logically normally do. So stay rooted in the word. Uh, make sure you you are prayed up. Make sure if you've never trusted in Christ that today's that day. Make that decision today. He's the only hope. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father but by me. So get your spiritual house in order first by trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior. And then for those who already know the Lord, just stay in the word, walk by faith. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to everyone again uh, later this week. I've got my good friend Shane on and uh, probably just one more podcast this week. Uh, we're way behind on all kinds of stuff with the uh, the little flooding issue that we had and some other issues. So uh, we'll probably have one more uh, tomorrow and then uh, and then head into the weekend. Looking forward to Worshiping together at Plum Creek Chapel on Sunday as I resume my series on the book of Nehemiah. We'll be in Nehemiah chapter 2. So God bless you, everyone. God bless you, Randy. And we will see you uh, next time.